I went in and saw him and he was like, you think you do one more day? And I'm like, I could do one more day. So I do another day and I come back and he asks again, can you do another day? And I said, yeah. So after the sixth day, low like this, and I mean, I was sliced out of my head. I was, he goes, all right, tomorrow we're going to start carving up. And I said, well, Jag, I got to ask, what were you looking for when you kept doing one more day? Yeah. And he goes, oh, I knew we were doing six the whole time. I just didn't want to ask you up front. (laughs) I (laughs) I was like, oh, he goes, it might have been a lot for your brain after two to know you had four more left. Yeah. So I just asked you for one more each time. And I'm like, that actually makes perfect sense. Hey, everybody. Welcome to It's Just Bodybuilding. Of course, we're back with Scott, the producer, McNally with an amazing Masters of the Universe t-shirt on. You like that? And uh, Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. And, of course, Dusty Hanshaw. I can't quite see what you're wearing. Dusty's oh, wearing this is a Wicked Weed. Wicked Weed. Oh, Wicked Weed. Okay, so he's he's got someone giving him free shit. Okay. Good stuff. Okay. Matches a mutant hat. Remember, like, share, subscribe, comment, and... Ring the bell. I got violent with that one. Damn. There we go. Should heart. Violence has entered the chat. Okay. So, um, yeah. Oh, also remember, IamMutant.com. You guys are incredible. Uh, You've been using the codes a lot more, and uh, we're hearing about it. And then that makes Mutant want to support the show even more and cements in the support of the show, seeing the codes used. So thank you very much. It's helping Dusty and I out greatly. And Think Big Bodybuilding Media Patreon. Keep a producer homed. Yes, yes. And we have a bunch of questions. Yeah, <laughs> and we have a bunch of questions from Patreon too. So you guys are going to get uh, get your money's worth of Patreon today. Yes, exactly. yes. So thanks, thanks to everyone. You guys, your comments are awesome. Your clicks. Um, I I went through one of the uh, YouTube's the other day, and I tried to like you know answer a you know, comment and chat and try to help out the algorithm myself. So you know it's nice. not all on them. And uh, so yeah, we really appreciate it. You know, the feedback's been great, and you guys have been uh, sending us lots of great questions. What's the lead topic today, buddy? Well, we had one question. It's somewhere in this. They Listen, first of all, they sent us so many questions between Patreon, the Sunday episode, and the regular episode. They sent us so many questions, Ron, that I, I don't know how we're going to tackle all of them, but we're going to try. Uh, It's somewhere buried in this twisted mess of questions that I have here. Um, There was one asking us about the most calories that we had ever used in in growing, in bodybuilding, and the least amount of calories. Now, to kind of qualify that too, what was your heaviest weight, Ron and Dusty both? Like, how heavy did you guys get uh, at your biggest? So my heaviest scale weight ever was 333 in the morning. (laughs) Yeah. Like I was in the morning, naked, standing on my scale. It's a picture. It's a picture for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) That was was the heaviest I ever weighed. I have a photo of the scale um, at Hardcore Gym. I went to do my morning cardio. And I remember I took my shoes off, which I never do. And I was right. like, I'm going to take my shoes off because I was like just starting my prep. Yeah, it was day it was day like day one of my prep. So I took my shoes off. And also, I remember this. I don't normally make morning cardio a rule, right? Like it's not something I enforce. It's, it's I'm not like a huge proponent. But I just went that that week. My schedule was going to be so that I was going to train twice a day. So I was like, oh, I'll go do some morning cardio, you know. Anyways, long story short, I took my shoes off. Hadn't eaten anything, and it was three thirty point three. So that's the the highest photo I have. Okay, of the scale. Oof. So I have proof. But yeah, I was eating. Ah, oh, shit! Someone banged outside my house. Here, you guys talk for a second. How's that even possible? He's on like the twelfth floor or something. Like the twenty sixth floor. Yeah, how is that possible? Somebody can bang outside of your house unless they're yeah, maybe cleaning the windows or something like that. Yeah, it's got to be. How about you, Dusty? Um, um, you know, so first off, I have to say 333 pounds is out of control. Yeah. 
Yeah. Because I, I can't, I mean, this is terrible, but I can't um, even remember um, my heaviest exactly. I want to say it was like 312, 313. And that was ridiculously uncomfortable. <laughs> Yeah, I can't yeah. even imagine. Like, if somebody would have offered me like a large yeah. chunk of change to put on ten more pounds, I don't. I don't think I'd have been down. You'd be like, "I'm good. I'm good." Yeah, I mean, it was terrible. Um, so yeah, that was my heaviest, but my fattest <laughs> was actually two sixty. Uh, the first time I did it, because yeah. I, I was just young and. I was like, all right, you know, it was the is the polar opposite of young bodybuilders now, where they're like, well, they got to worry about the gram. I'm like, I got to worry about that scale, yeah, and that number's gonna get high. And I remember I got it up to 260, and I don't know if like all the mirrors in my world left or what happened. How I did not know I was so fat, but I remember hitting 210 dieting and knowing I was nowhere near ready. Yeah. I'm like, so I've lost 50 pounds of fat, and I'm still fat. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I laughed at so, how you yeah. put that, Dusty. Yeah. You said your heaviest, your heaviest was two, or your your fattest was the first time you hit 260. Oh and yeah, I relate to that. My my fattest was the first time I hit 300. Okay, uh, yeah, you just. Like, Burger King, right to the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's how mine happened, though. I had a guy from the gym. I told this guy I wanted to get huge. He was a bodybuilder in town. So he wrote me up a diet. And one of the things that was in the diet every day was he had me going to Jack in the Box, just because it coincidentally was in the parking lot, and okay. getting chicken fajita pitas, double chicken, a couple of those, both with fries and a drink, and then a slice of cheesecake every day. Ooh, wow. Well, to a young, dumb, dusty, if that's good, then an- adding a few meals of McDonald's on top of it every oh day would be even better. So, yeah, yeah that was that. Um, now, to the question, the highest calories, this is the part that I'm not, I don't blow people's mind on because I grow really well without eating a ton of food. Like, I bet you my peak calories was like low 5,000s. Like it just, it doesn't, it's not asinine. Like I hear guys numbers. I mean, I have clients of mine that eat more than I ever ate and they're like 210 pounds. Uh, yeah. I feel yeah. bad yeah. when I send their diet. I'm like, I don't know how you're going to do this, but you got to eat more. You know, who's this? This is Maddie. She needs a haircut right now, but she's, she just came hey, Maddie. to visit me. This is Victoria's I, We got to have she, dog guests. I love it. I love that she Canada, rolled in. But she speaks English. She's Canadian. Yeah, she's Canadian. She speaks she, English. She speaks English. I mean, she's my adopted daughter. You she's can not, tell. She's not French. Yeah, we both have the beard. Yeah. yeah, she's got better. She got more full growth than you do. No, she no does. Offense. She's doing pretty good with it. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> See, that's, when I'm when I'm talking great. to you guys, my words just come out. I forget that we're actually doing this. Um, I know. I so know. what? What about you, Ron? For your for your numbers, like I know we don't track numbers, but give or take. You know, it's funny. Uh, the most I ever ate was 2009, the year I worked with Chad Nichols. Yeah. Oh, I, saw, I saw Nichols. that diet, by the way. Did yeah. You? Credit goes to Chad for just, you know, making making me eat a lot of food. And uh, I definitely got I got to 333. It's the heaviest I ever weighed. Um, I was definitely like had fat on me and lots of water. Because I remember the uh, first 10 days of my diet, I went from 330 to uh, 311. Oh, jeez. So, yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I dropped like, you know, almost 20 pounds yeah. in 10 days. So it's just all the, you know, just reducing carbs and just my waist probably shrunk two inches in the first 10 days of my diet. Right. You know, just 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 so full of food. And, uh, you know, and also, too, I was using those. I was using insulin two days a week. I was actually okay. using it on my rest days. That's how that's how we had it set up. Yeah. So uh, um, the rest days were the days that I would actually eat more because I wasn't training. So you had an extra little window of time you could like you stuff time. in more food. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Like, well, you don't train today, so you should be able to eat more because you don't have to worry about working out and being you know feeling good. You can just feel terrible all day. All day. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need a window of mobility and performance 
You know, that was like yeah. literally how that whole off season was. People, yeah. oh, you know, I, I saw someone doing a story the other day about like, it's hard to, you know, it's hard to work with a coach who hasn't, you know, been through the rigors of whatever division you're in. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, or at least understands it. And, and that's the thing about like trying to get really, really big. It's like, that's the thing people don't get. It's like, like that type of mindset. Like, oh, you're not right. training today? Oh, okay. Well, you can like eat an extra cup of rice and a piece of pie with yeah. meal three. And then you can just feel like garbage for the two hours you would normally <laughs> be in the gym. And, uh, and then, you know, it's just that sort of thing. So just ramming in extra food. I don't know what the calories would have been, Dusty. The meals were like, you know, 12 ounces of steak with two cups of rice, two and a half cups of rice, you know, and then a burger and fries every single day. And you know, giant breakfast with like, you know, eight ounces of steak with four eggs with, you know, two large pancakes and a cup and a half oatmeal, like just these massive meals. So I remember because because you remember we were we were in at the Arnold when you pulled that up for me and showed me the diet. (laughs) Yeah, I found it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking at and I just remembered thinking to myself, I don't know that I could have gotten this down regularly. It's one thing like, okay, today, eat that. But I mean, every meal was slammed. And I want to say there were six or seven meals. So there was no time to like stretch them out a little bit. Two big blender shakes every day for two of the meals, which really helped because I was like, I've always kind of liked shakes, you know? Right. So there were two big like, you know, kind of kitchen sink carb with like two, you know, three scoops of isolate. That type of thing. Yeah. There was two of those giant, like they were easily a thousand calories each. So, yeah, there was a lot of that sort of thing going on. That's wild. You know, the weight, yeah. the homemade weight gain shake. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah. yeah. Now, now we, we we can't leave out the lowest because <clears throat> I actually find that part to be more fun. The lowest amount of calories you've ever eaten, and I don't know the number because that's the one thing that's disappointing for everybody watching. But we never. We would raise and lower food, and I didn't keep track of calories ever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the fir- when I did the Emerald Cup and I worked with JJ Marsh, there was a stretch where my first meal of the day was egg whites with nothing. Okay. Um, my next five meals were seven ounces of white fish with, uh, I want to say, 100 grams of greens, which I used okay. to green beans. Mm-hmm. And then I had an eight ounce serving of salmon with nothing before bed. So that was yeah. my cow. That was my day. And that was, that went on. I remember because he was smart. He stretched me, right? It was, it was one of those like, hey, I want you to do this for a couple of days, you know? So I would do it for a couple of days. And then he'd look at me and I'm like, you know, it was, it was, it was, you know, when you used to, you used to uh, deplete before a show, like on purpose, way too low. Yeah. So I went into Psalm and he was like, you think you could do one more day? And I'm like, I could yeah, do one more day. So I do another day and I come back and he asks again, can you do another day? And I said, yeah. So after the sixth day low like this, and I mean, I was sliced out of my head. I was, he goes, all right, tomorrow we're going to start carving up. And I said, well, Jack, I got to ask, what were you looking for when you kept doing one more day? Yeah. And he goes, oh, I knew we were doing six the whole time. I just didn't want to ask you up front. <laughs> I, <love laughs> I was that. like, yeah. oh. He goes, it might have been a lot for your brain after two to know you had four more left. Yeah. So I just asked yeah, you yeah, for yeah. one more each time. And I'm like, that actually makes perfect sense. Yeah, it really it does. Was, I remember, like, it was brutal. Brutal. Because you'd finish yeah. a meal and, like, consider trying to, like, dig into the plate a little bit to eat some of the plastic. <laughs> You know, yeah. <laughs> like so. See, that I shows how that, that shows that shows that that, that that that's back when Dusty was broke because he just said plastic. He's yeah. Plastic. Oh yeah. <laughs> it was probably round too because they were cheaper. <laughs> I, 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 I know I went uh, like two thousand calories. I remember like figuring out how low my calories once, and they were like right at two thousand, like even maybe sub two thousand a little bit. And it was like you said, it was like egg whites and chicken and egg whites and chicken. And, you know, mm-hmm. that was it. Like zero carbs, no fat added, just some veggies, you know, like that sort of thing. So 
I remember doing that for like several days at a time just to try to force fat off the body, you know? Yeah. Like just do it. I mean, lots of times, you know, Chris would say, I remember Chris was real big on, we'd do no carbs at all on the rest day if we had to, like, you know, for like four weeks out and you're like, let's really push. So like, when's your next rest day? And I'd say, oh, it's Thursday and Sunday or whatever. He'd say, okay, it's good. No carbs on rest days, not a single gram. I'm like, okay. So I just eat protein and, you know, (laughs) I usually have one protein meal a day that would have some kind of fat in it, like steak. But then the rest of it would be like chicken breast or turkey breast with egg whites, like, you know, real tight. So yeah, did that lots, did that lots, you know? I like that. I like that. I I went up pretty high, Dusty, like you were talking about. You're like, you have clients that you've had to Mm -hmm. push higher. They might not even be huge guys. And part of it was because of my real active job that I had for a few years. And, And I've seen this since then. I like, I work with a guy who climbs up telephone poles. He, he works with like um, elect, electric Lime. stuff. Yeah. He, but he also has to go into like sewer, in, like drainage things. And he's like underground oh, for five hours at a time. Yeah. Yeah. Like just working on different lines and stuff. And um, he's got to eat so much that he has a cheat meal in literally every day right now, mm-hmm. plus a ton of food, mm-hmm. plus pop tarts, you know, and it's like, and if he misses any of that, it's like, oh, the scale went down three pounds or five pounds. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. the way I was with this job. And I it said, screw up. it. Yeah, I was like, screw it. I'm just going to do you know, whatever I can. And, and, and I just, just started hammering food, including then having shakes with maltodextrin between my meals, you know, on top. Oh. So it'd be like solid food meal of like two cups of uh, rice and minimal green veggie because I didn't have the room for it and then like eight yeah. ten ounces of beef and then an hour later right. 50 grams of protein with 50 grams of maltodextrin and then an hour later solid food meal and that's when I was eating McDonald's once a day and uh, mm-hmm. I think I, I did I, I was doing like two cans of pineapple too because it had the sugar in it and I was like yeah this will be yeah. this will be good you know I had like one can of pineapple <laughs> with my food pre workout one can post workout you know you should have seen my shopping cart at the time but it was like over eight thousand calories for a while Ooh. and I know that had I not had to do such such physical labor it would have been a different story for me but yeah and then I've taken it all the way to that other end too where I I enjoyed the low calories like i was a guy that i always i always liked to pull back and i could always diet a lot harder it was easier for me than eating a lot i I think it was just like i was raised to not eat a lot of food you know is i'd prefer to i'd prefer to be hungry than to be overly full i don't know what about you guys would you prefer to be hungry or would you prefer to be stuffed i i had a funny i had a funny moment the other day um, you know, I don't eat like I used to, you know, obviously. And, uh, we went out for dinner and I was starving, like, you know, like I'm really, really hungry and I hadn't eaten for hours and I ate a lot Went yeah. to the restaurant. I had like a full, you know, appetizer all to myself, big entree with like extra fries. And then I was like, you know what? I'm having dessert. Like <laughs> I never ordered dessert at restaurants. I'm just not, not a restaurant dessert guy order the pie, have the pie, come back. I'm laying on the couch feeling like oh, four months pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which was, and, and, and not good, you know, like, like yeah. not feeling really great. Like I need to lay for a minute. Like, and just give me a few minutes, you know, that type of feeling. And I remember thinking, Oh, oh God, I hate this. <laughs> I hate this feeling. It's been so oh, long yeah. since I ate, ate to where I was like, kind of felt like I just got to lay down like I just don't do that anymore and then I was like thinking I'm like I used to do this every day yeah yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. you were uncomfortable for months at a time months at a time you know and I don't mind being hungry now like when I'm hungry I sort of feel like well because I'm also trying to reprogram myself so technically people who are in a calorie deficit tend to be healthier like Being in a deficit is great for your blood work, keeps your body fat in check. You know, there's all these studies now that are showing like calorie deficits are good for longevity. You know, people that live the majority of their life in a bit of a deficit tend to have like all these markers that are better. And, you know, look at the obesity epidemic. That's technically people living in a surplus at all times, right? Yeah. 
So right. there's all this science that shows that a deficit's good for you. Like, so whenever I'm hungry, I just think, oh, this is like, this is my health move now that I'm older. It's good to be hungry a little more often. It's <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you know? I like that. So, like I said, we had a bunch of questions, but I had something I wanted to, I wanted to get your opinions on. This I, it was something I saw that came up in the news. So I actually got the video, okay? And I want you guys to check this out. We don't the full thing's like four minutes. We don't have to watch the whole thing. And you're welcome to comment while this is on. But this is a new thing. This is happening in our lifetimes. We're gonna see this in the stores. The US has approved cell cultivated chicken. So cultivated meat, put really simply, is real meat that is grown from animal cells. So if you imagine the meat that we have loved and eaten for tens of thousands of years, um, the meat that we cultivate is actually biologically the same, but it's made in a whole new way. Upside Foods and Good Meat has been racing to gain approval to be the first to sell meat that doesn't ultimately, come from slaughterhouses. Ultimately, the cells houses. do what they do. Um, they like to double, like, they like to grow, and then ultimately they become meat. So after 7 to 14 days or a little longer, depending on what we're making, we harvest the cells. And then we can make it into any meat product that you love. So it could be a chicken filet, it could be a hamburger, a hot dog, um, it could be pretty much anything that you can think of. Getting USDA approval now opens up the pathway for us to sell cultivated meat here in the biggest market in the world, uh, in a place that's one of the biggest meat producers in the world, and I think lends a lot of credibility towards what this is going to be in the future. So it'll be a, uh, a momentous, historic moment for the food industry. So they're coming out with literally like test tube meat and they've been approved yep. in the US to sell this stuff. It's awesome. I think it's absolutely <laughs> awesome. We're this we're going to be able to feed people without having to and not just from a humane perspective kill animals, which yeah. you know, I eat meat and I'm just not a fan of the industrial process. We don't have to do that. We're not going to have to do that anymore, hmm. which means we're not going to have to feed the animals which means we're not going to have to deal with the, any of that. Like it's, it's going to streamline feeding people and getting food. I think it should just be incredible. <clears throat> I saw this a thing. Awesome. It takes like two years to raise a cow to be able to take yeah. it to slaughter. And you have to think about all the, the food that goes into that. The mm. water and the land and the everything, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You know, just and then also too, like if you want to look at the you know in the fossil fuel side of it, think of think of all the fossil fuels it takes to run a cattle farm. You know, so yeah. there's all. It's just interesting. It's interesting. Obviously, there's downsides. Like, like you know, certain industries will suffer, but then new industries will arise. And I mean, this is just the the the, the process of societal development. But but having food that doesn't require us to grow technically like an animal that's just amazing to me like i'm all over it hey, i'm all over the science it's bioidentical it's like like we have stem cells now that technology is part of this this is all part of the same that's all that same technology you know turn a cell into whatever you want it to be that whole thing you i know? guess oh you want a chicken fillet okay there's two things <laughs> you know what i mean that they're concerned with one of them that which they didn't talk about here is emissions uh, that, you know, like we might get rid of these other emissions, but now we're creating these new ones. And I guess right. at the Who time, knows, at right? least, I'm, it's I'm cost prohibitive. It's cost prohibitive. Like right now, they can't do it. Yeah. But, you know, I bet that like in our lifetimes, the people watching this, the people younger than us, maybe that'll be like what the thing is. What about vegetarians? Oh, yeah. That'd be, the, you know, the scalability. Isn't like vegetarianism isn't a big part of that? Like a lot of people don't want to harm animals. Like I wonder, will well, they begin eating meat? I think a great deal of that, especially the veganism, is uh, is is more animal centered than it. It's not actually about like I think there's okay a lot of this. Yeah, I unless agree. there's some sort of like level, like you know, certain certain levels of vegan won't wear leather, leather shoes, right? So I yeah. guess it'd be maybe a super dedicated vegan that was like, no, no other life, no technical, you know, I don't know. There'd be yeah. like some justification for it still being meat. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe we can hear from some vegan listeners on what the vegan community <laughs> would think of this stuff. What do you think, Dusty? <clears throat> I mean, I think as long as it's <clears throat> real, 
I mean, my, my own, the only thing that freaks me out is if, if anything will be less. But I mean, if literally the quality of what you're getting is the same. Yeah. And as long as mm. it still cooks on my grill exactly the same because I've got that down and I don't want to mess it up. You know, I don't I, want to mess I, it up my yeah. grill times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, from, from what I've uh, read so far, obviously, it, it doesn't taste the same texture wise oh. the stuff they've made because okay problematic because, um yeah so there's well so sorry the flavor is actually the same when you cook it but it's not the same texture so texture. like you're not gonna yeah. get yeah so you're not gonna get a steak yet because a steak tastes the way it does because that animal has moved around oh. and it has exercised you know like wild game is mm-hmm. leaner because it's running constantly and yeah. you know you yep. can fatten up a cow you know you can feed a cow like kobe beef they feed it beer and grain and trying to get it real fat you know so the beef is marbled so there's there's all that stuff and all the fibers and the muscle tissue um yeah. so apparently they don't have that down yet but if you're doing something like hamburger patties where they just uh. grind it up anyways then you get a much more so far, this is what I'm reading, is you get a much more realistic product because that's what you do anyway. Mm-hmm. You grind it up and make a patty. But if you're yeah. looking for like a chicken breast with the same strands in it, apparently that's not quite how it is yet. They're just, it's mm-hmm. it's chicken muscle tissue and it's white meat and stuff, but it's huh. not quite the same. Huh. Right. You know? Yeah, that would throw me off. <clears throat> but then again, I mean, You'll maybe get it. it's better. Throw lots of seasoning you know. salt on it. Catch up. <laughs> the next thing you know, stir just, it into the rice. Turn it into diet food. Throw enough crap on it and then pretend it's still healthy. Yeah. <laughs> Who are we kidding? We're just mashing shit into rice, anyways. Yeah. At the end of the day, bodybuilders are doing. Really I like my rice. fillet to have a certain, you know, not. You're just going like this with a fork. <laughs> just, yeah. In a Tupperware dish, you're eating out of a Tupperware dish. <laughs> True. All right. So, like I said, we did have a bunch of listener questions. Do you guys want me to just start start running through them with you here? Knock Let's them out. do the Patreons. The Patreons, right? All right. Well, I, I had one pulled up to start with just because I didn't oh, want to okay, lose okay. it, okay? And you I'll get to the Patreon thing, so after that. this. So, this one is... Because uh, my the, name isn't Ron the producer. <laughs> no. You're the star. You're, the, you're, the, you're the guy the in the middle. 300. You're the guy in the middle. Just rep 300. I don't know how that... It, yeah. I don't know how that happened. Go ahead. So we check this out. About that. Check this out. The, the, for the first time in months, we have an overrated, underrated. Not only that, we have several of them, and Dusty might even have more. So first overrated, underrated in a while, Jay Cutler focusing just on his bodybuilding career. So this one's tricky because I feel like um, Chris Palmer doesn't know Jay. Because Jay focused on his well, because Jay took his winnings from his first Arnold and bought real estate immediately. Yep. Like he was never just focusing on bodybuilding. When he was making DVDs before anybody else, that was to build other businesses. So tricky. You know what I'm saying? Jay Jay didn't need like a job, but there was a lot of other focus there. Hmm. So anything Jay did is underrated at the end. (laughs) <laughs> yeah jay's the king of uh business and bodybuilding mm-hmm. he, he was the looking back at what he was doing it's like oh it's no brainer shit yep like pumping out those dvds like he was yeah. and doing the swole monkey t-shirt selling them out of his garage like he had a lot of hustle he's a guy competing at jay's level with him with the you know already got a mr olympia trophy and a couple arnold's you know a bunch of arnold's and he's you know selling t-shirts out of his garage mailing them all over the planet and yep. he could have scaled that up he told me when he's like i could have got a warehouse like but he, but he knew that like that's another you know five grand a month mm. ten grand a month in expenses so he just ran it out of his garage and just banked and just invested everything nice he told me he i can't remember the amount he told me once he sold out of his garage one month but i was like I said, how much did you do out of your garage on, on the clothing? And he's like, oh, my best month was blah, blah, blah. And I can't remember what he said, so I don't want to say it. But I just remember being like, oh, God, he had one employee. <laughs> <laughs> That's well, I remember, too, he was always – so I thought one thing that was really cool was Jay was ahead of the time on noticing that people paid attention to things. So, like, hmm. when the videos came out, Jay always liked – cutting up his meat with scissors and then the Mm -hmm. kids were like oh scissors that's so smart and jay was like oh i will make jay cutler scissors and sell them 
Now, I don't know that they, what they did or whatever, but the point is he was like, oh, I could probably make a dollar from that. I'll do it. So he was always, he used bodybuilding to build businesses. You know, so it was far from only focusing on bodybuilding. He maximized his name and brand that came from bodybuilding. You know, I mean, that's the difference. And and I I say this with respect, but that's the difference between Jay and Ronnie and Jay and Flex and Jay Mm -hmm. and all these people. Like, Jay still comes to events because he wants to. Jay doesn't have to leave his house ever again. He's a multi, 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 multi millionaire. Like, he doesn't have to. So I think people don't realize that, you know, and the amount of money he makes outside of bodybuilding all started from that. So. I think a lot of people really respect Jay and a lot of people really get that. I think you guys would agree. And so with that said, I think we would all agree that that's accurately rated. Jay Cutler. Yeah. I'm <laughs> <laughs> twisting. No, as much as you respect Jay, it's still underrated. <laughs> Final yeah, totally. final thought final thought on that. I just Googled. Apparently, according to Google, Jay Cutler's net worth is around thirty million. Oh God. What other bodybuilder? Right. You know what I mean? None. Well, Arnold. Yeah. Oh yeah, Arnold. <laughs> All right. So how about this one? I know Ron, you've done a couple photo shoots in your day. You guys have both done a bunch of photo shoots. Uh this is from Patreon. Josh says I'm curious if any of the guys have done a photo shoot and how to prepare for those compared to a show. Also, did you do the shoot in full posing trunks or like some gasp shorts? And how uh, effing comfortable is it to do a shoot, especially when it's a female shooting you? I just competed this past weekend, but got an offer to do a shoot in July, which is three to four weeks post-show, and was curious how you guys approached your shoots. Thanks, guys. Awesome content, as always. Oh, there's so much about this question I could talk about, Dusty. Um, <laughs> Notice I said I'll try quietly. to keep it really short. I'll try to keep it really short. I always hated and loathed photo shoots. Really? They were agonizing. Um, I always hated. Um, I understood the process, you know, like I understood, you know, you're getting shots for product and it's all like really important. But um, I hated pretending to work out, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, they're just really boring. There's a lot of sitting around waiting, waiting. So it's like you know, uh-huh. you're trying to keep your pump and then, you know, it's just like, it seems pointless and then oh they need a shot and now it's they're just they're not they're not a lot of fun i i was mm. never a big fan of photo shoots that just wasn't anything that was like on the list of like oh my god and i got offered a lot of shoots and i was like no thanks really like I'm, I, I don't care why do i want to take pictures why do i want you to take pictures of me i don't care <laughs> did you tell him that <laughs> no but that's what my thought most of the time i'm like what like back in this back in the day like in the yeah. you know, 90s and 2000s be photographers would be like hey can i shoot you at this gym the day after the nationals i'd be like nah i'm okay flying home at nine i'm out of there like i just did not give a shit about that stuff and then um when i started working with mutant that was different because like that was, you know it was you know at the national level and they, the the shoot was like really well organized and stuff like that still a lot of waiting around it's a long day and i had a couple of good shoots with like jason breeze and you know oh, yeah. had fun with alex had fun with alex ardenti on a couple of shoots but that was yeah. different because it was all for mutant and mutant was like taking care of us it was all but this like photographer like offering to shoot you like what are the photos for like why do they why, why do they want to take pictures of you i'm just i was always super skeptical of people oh, right yeah so some photographer would be like hey can i really want to shoot i'd be like nah Go away. I just didn't care. You were just in a spank bank. Um, anyways, uh, <laughs> can we say that? So, but I mean, obviously, I had some fun times. My my summary was that they were never an interest to me, but I, I did get lucky and have a few great shoots that you know yielded some cool stuff. But for the most part, I never shot in trunks. Only I shot in gasp shorts like once. But most of the time, it was just gym tank tops and stuff. And those those are way more comfortable shoots to do, like where you're just wearing a yeah. tank top and shit. Yeah, like modeling clothing is different. Like that's different. But like gym shoots where you're trying to look great, and yeah. I never loved how I peaked for a gym shoot because I always thought I was a little flat because I always mm. tried to get right. a little too hard for the shoot. Mm. You know. Mm-hmm. Anyways, go ahead, Dust. 
Um, so to me, it was easy. The first thing is a lot of the questions he asked are the photographer questions. You got to ask her, mm. you know, what does she want you to wear? Because um, the majority of my shoots were done for companies that were paying. So there was someone there that put clothes on me. They're like, all right, yeah. put these pants on, put this thing on. Okay. I mean, so everything, and the nice thing was in those situations, everything storyboarded. So I would look at the board before we started and be like, yeah, I'm not going to do that one. I don't want to do that. Yeah. Like, yeah okay. Yeah. They didn't knock off the board, um, stuff like that. So ask ahead, make sure you know what you're getting into so that you don't show up and it's some weird thing that you're not into. Um, being that you've never done it before, it'll probably be fun. Just be prepared that it's going to be a lot more work than you think. Hmm. I used to leave photo shoots smoked yeah. because like Ron said, there's two options. Either you are sitting around waiting all day and you're just kind of hungry and going back and forth. It's just a long ass day or they work you. Like I had a couple of really fun shoots where uh, like I shot with Perber now one time and oh. <laughs> uh, he got hired to just give him real gym shoots. And I was like, hey, Per, can I just train? And he's like, yeah. yeah. And then I'll take pictures of you. But it was funny because you'd be going and Per would be watching you this with his camera in his hand, not not looking at you. Yeah. And then once you started to like grimace, then he'd start shooting and he'd yell out, five more. And you're oh, like, oh, shit. How? <laughs> <laughs> you know, but those were great images. So the, the pain, the more painful the shoot, the more fun they were. Um, but yeah, like when I shot with like Tony Manders that we had on before, yeah, it was yeah. all planned out. And I mean, for the most part, the, the the biggest factor was like Ron said, they're setting up the light and then getting over there and just getting the right angle. But I, I don't think people realize that like to to get a a cool you know curl, you you, you do freaking fifteen sets of five to get it just right, and then they're like, got it, you know. Yeah. But the, the images are awesome. I think it's worth doing once. But the, the biggest thing I would say is, number one, check with her. Make sure you know what's going on. I don't think it's weird at all. I've, I've paraded around gyms half naked for 15 years. It doesn't mean anything to me. Because most of the gyms are open when you're shooting. Yeah. I don't think of it at all. And then uh, the biggest secret is bring candy. Oh, yeah. You're going to want candy. Oh, yeah. You need something. that It's a long day. Like If you don't bring like some Snickers and stuff the shoot will literally get worse because your face will start to show you're tired mm. and the pictures will suck. So yeah, snacks yeah. are key and you can't like eat food because you're worried about your midsection. Yeah. I just called them a bad word. Um, but yeah, that's it. I got to go shoot video I, uh, with Drea this past weekend. Yes. For mutant. It's she said it was terrible. Saw that. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, it was dreadful. This guy followed me around. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah. She didn't that's, ask me that's, to. That's, she didn't ask me I'm, to. I just showed up with the camera and started following her. And, and I'm looking forward to seeing the video. And the reason I'm looking forward to seeing the video is because I know she's going to be training in it. Yeah, like yeah. that's why I'm sort of glad that, like, for the most part, the old school photo shoot has kind of gone extinct. That whole like pretend to train yep. thing is oh, yeah, kind yeah. of gone extinct. Like we've replaced it with real training footage, yeah. and like it's just it's changed that. Like, the old days of like, you know, I, I'm glad I just, I'm glad I missed a lot of the cheesy photo shoot stuff. I never took part in any of that stuff. I got you know? a question on that. Um, and, and I want to tell you some other stuff about Drea too, but did you, did you guys ever use like the fake plates? Do the, like the fake shape, fake plate photo shoots? Yes. I saw fake plates and fake dumbbells. Okay. Did um, you like, Alex, did you like yeah. curl up a five pounder that looks huge and you're like, ah. No, but I'll tell you the, the story. Um, if uh, Alex Ardenti has a couple of Ivanko 45s that only weigh about seven pounds each. Okay. And he has a set of 85-pound dumbbells that only weigh 35 pounds, and they look like nice new Ivankos. Yeah. And um, they, they get used a lot. They got used a lot in those early Rich Piana shoots where Rich is like doing the side laterals and curling the 85s. Those are actually 35s. No kidding. And right. uh, But they look great in shots. Yeah. And um, they've been used at Gold's Venice in a million shoots. <laughs> yeah. they, they, they matched the dumbbells there for a long time. And um, I remember Rich was doing a video about squatting, high rep squatting. 
So he had two plates a side on, and this was before he hurt his knee, so he could squat two plates for like you know sets of twenty. But but he our denti put the the additional forty five on, so it looked like three plates, and they shot the video mm-hmm. like that. But people don't get like. I remember being like weirded out about the fake weights because I was like a Dorian guy. Yeah. Right. And I show up at this shoot and there's these fake weights and I'm like, Oh, I don't really want to be a guy that uses fake weights. Like that's not my thing. And then I saw how Alex was shooting rich and it wasn't, they weren't shooting a workout. They're making a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and, and you're like, Oh, Alex is making a movie. He's a movie maker. He's not shooting rich training this is a fucking movie so rich did like a bunch of sets with that and he had to talk and say the same thing every time and he was trying to get it perfect and then get under the bar and start squatting and Uh and i'm like oh they're like shooting a scene like you couldn't use real weights you would just be like you wouldn't get the shot you know like the shot you he wanted so it sort of opened my mind up a lot more and i was like i get it like you know there's levels to this All right, I'm gonna tell you guys. So are we done? Well, I, 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 I'll tell you guys. We just right yeah. now. I was what? waiting for Dusty to see if Dusty had anything else to say. So I while we were Dusty or uh, uh, Drea saw that video that I put up of the home gym, and uh, we had talked about this before. But then after she saw that, especially she was like, "Hey, she's like, because because I'm helping her with this stuff. You know, she she delivers content to Mutant every month, and it can be really anything." So, you know, we're coming up with ideas of different things to shoot. And it'd be fun to do some stuff that wasn't just bodybuilding, you know, like like hanging out, meeting her friends, people that are outside of bodybuilding. What do they think about her? You know what? I I don't know. Just different stuff that would be not just training beyond that. Anyway, um, but one of the things she wants to do, and we're going to do this coming up here in the next week or so, is she's coming out here to do a video training in my home gym. Oh, that's awesome. That's so cool, isn't it? Imagine having freaking an Olympia, Olympian training in your own home gym. Like, that is mind-blowing to me. You know what I'm saying? You yeah, should start a cool. Olympia winner's signature wall with yeah. just her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then when other pros come to your house, you're like, no, no you don't have an Olympia. You, you can't didn't win an Olympia. That. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Also cannot use the leg press. Nope, nope, nope. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we'll move on here. This is another one from Patreon for It's Just Bodybuilding. Um, Let's see. It says, um, It's Just Bodybuilding. We are six months into the year and six months to go. You hear it repeated on social media, and I'm curious. What have you, Scott, Ron, and Dusty, managed to do in the first six months of 2023? And what do you hope to achieve for the remainder? I'm back to the December episodes, and um, uh, great hearing your conversations leading into this year. Dang. So we were talking about like what we were going to do in 2023, and now it's half over. Have we done any of it? <laughs> what did we say? I don't, I don't remember what I was spouting off about. <laughs> the lies. The lies and deceit. Um, you know well, I, mean? I mean, I don't know what we had put, but, uh, you know... I, I here's here's what my year tells you is uh, whatever your plan is, it's got to be uh, able to be flexible with what life throws at you. You know, um, so I've had a lot of of not great things happen this year, mm. but they've all fed into like really good stuff. So I've you know it's it's been very successful. Um, and, and the biggest thing I would say that I've done this year now is I have spent much more time with reaching out to people and, and spending time with people I give it about. You know what I mean? So there's there's more of a, I, I probably sent six texts over 41 years that just said, hey, man, how you doing? With no like... You know, just that was the only question I had for the day. There's been quite a few of those since then, which I think is cool. Um, and just recent, I mean, just over this last weekend, uh, reached out to a friend who had kind of like, I could see that life had caught up. Very, very successful person doing a lot of stuff. But I was like, man, I think this person probably misses training. 
So I just sent a, a text and was like, hey, so uh, I need you to get your ass back in the gym. So I was thinking we'd start Monday. And literally, we've been off to the races. And it turned out to be one of those things where they're like, man, I'm so glad that you reached out. That's I don't cool. know why I haven't clicked. You know what I mean? So I, I would say that's the most successful thing I've done this year is just paying more attention to, to your friends and things like that. Because when, when your friends are doing well in life, uh, only their closest friends can tell the things that are a little bit off. Hmm. You know what I mean? We're like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, as good as you're doing, I see something missing, so I'm going to ask about it. So that would be right. my uh, my big hurrah for the first six months, which was definitely not in the uh, December episodes of what I was planning on considering success. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, that's really interesting, man. It's going to be you know? tough to beat, Ryan. Yeah, that's you know, I just <laughs> I just had really loser goals like try to make more money. And, yeah. Uh, you know, well, we're doing that too, so good. Dusty's <laughs> over here changing the world and right. helping people helping people live a better life. Yeah. Oh my god, I learned a song on guitar the other day. <laughs> my guitar <laughs> hero game is through son. the roof. That's yeah. good. I'm proud of you, son. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty much all I like. Goal was. And I did this thing <laughs> with my feet. <laughs> did a bike next trick. question. Yeah. Next question. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> You got to have something for us, though, Ron. What? What have you? What are you? Oh, I thought of? you were sarcastically asking me to yeah. add. I well, like, I, I, yeah. I mean, that was good. <laughs> yeah. and all. Not, was now we content. actually do that need was great your content. Ad. But yeah, yeah, something, something good. You know, something that you're proud of. Well, I had like a, I had like a real like sort of thing that I said to myself. I was like, I really want my, you know, obviously, you know, we all do our best with everyone, but I really tried to like uh, say to myself, like, my clients are all going to kick ass this year. Yeah. They're all going to kick ass. It's going to kick ass. Like, I remember saying that, like, I remember, you know, Braden said, oh, you know, what's your goal with this one dude that I helped? He's like, this one guy's like, what's your goal with him? And I'm like, smoke everybody. Like, I just remember thinking like that, like, I'm, I'm, you know, I like that. And it seems to be like serving me well, you know, it's like, uh, it's a good mentality. So, so, um, you know, I'm really happy with how all that stuff's going. And, you know, I know I, I know I said I was going to buy a property, which I have not done yet, but I did get pre-approved for a mortgage, like to get something, I got some financing pre-approved and I have things set up. So it's not like I'm just sitting back going, I'm going to buy something. I actually did some like, you know, went to the bank, got some stuff lined up, that sort of thing. So I am looking at doing something, but you know, interest rates are crazy right now. And I'm just sort of like, are we going to see a little bit of a bubble pop so I can get in there a little better, you know, like that sort of thing. Either that or I'm going to come to Detroit and buy one of those commercial real estate buildings you showed me. Right. All of like them. Dirt cheap. Yeah. All of them. Damn. <laughs> I like, like a whole city block. You really could, Jeez. man. You could. Man. Yeah. And there's think, a couple is that city going to turn right it around? Like, what if Detroit's like bustling and, and, and you know, changing in like the next 10 years, those properties all triple in price? Well, here's the thing, like, man, is to really have gotten in, it would have been like, because I, I mean, it's funny because, and this kind of relates to my thing, is how time flies. You know, you could turn around and time flies. But I remember 20 years ago being in downtown Detroit and them talking about how it's going to turn around. And now, like I look at the Grand Central train station, huge building. And for years, it was like a place where like urban explorers would go into. You could see straight through the building because all the windows were all blowing out. And I, it was, I think Ford bought it. It was either Ford or GM. And they're like completely redoing this monument in the city. And so like all the properties around that, which it's like, it's like a hellhole right now, but they've, they've, but it's turning around and you see like all these properties around it. Now they've already been bought. So really to get in on it in the right spots, it would have been like 20 years ago to buy them back then. And like, what's crazy too, is like, there's areas where you would think you were in the country, but you're in downtown because they've just leveled all the houses and it'll be like one house and then fields and then another house and then fields. And then you come to a stop sign and it's just all fields, but you're in the middle of the city and there it's all happening. So yeah, you you kind of missed it, but you could still get in. There's, there's still places to buy for sure. Well, it makes me wonder if certain areas get so expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Like like I'm just saying, is my, is are, are, are a bunch of like, people that are totally priced out going to move there and then it's going to, you know, 
bustle the place. You know what I mean? Probably. Yeah. You know. So, well, that's what. That's What's the what most expensive is. place? Like oh. Ron, when when I came here and I'm looking at the price of houses, I could not believe how cheap they were. Just to have locals tell me how expensive everything has gotten. Mm, okay. Right. And I was like, right. What? No. <laughs> Like, you yeah. know, because it's it's Scottsdale. all based on on what's around. But the thing is, is they like you were saying with Detroit here, more and more businesses are coming here. Like like BMW is three miles from where I live, hmm. like their main spot here. So they they have a ton of people moving here. So obviously you've got decent amounts of money in this like, in my opinion, podunk town. So it's it's kind of interesting to watch as it changes. You know, it's not that small, but in comparison. You know, when you're when you're thinking about Detroit and Vancouver and Scottsdale, like, you know, uh, I would I would love to explain to someone from Vancouver that the real estate is expensive in Greenville, yeah. So they could laugh at yeah, me, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, do you know what this bathroom cost me? Five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna add. So, so I feel like time flies and. It's easy to, to to have six months go by and be like, shit, what have I really done in that time? But I have tried to make a concerted effort every single day to recognize like how how lucky I am to A, be alive, and B, get to live the life that I live. So, Because I could sit here in front of my computer, hang out with you guys, and then literally spend the entire rest of the day just on my computer because there's always more work you can do. But I'm making oh, an yeah. effort to like step back and to be able to still do the things I want to do because it's like I'm lucky and I, I should take advantage of it. And if I don't, time's going to go by anyway. So if this is like the last six months that I live, I want it to be lived the way I want to live it. You know what I mean? Right. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Hey, how about this one? Jim McDonald. He's got one for you, Ron. And Dusty. He says, question for everyone but Scott. I heard Lee Haney say calves are a stubborn muscle that needs to be worked every day. Do you agree? I started doing it myself as it seems to be pretty low risk experiment. I love why he excluded you. Yeah. Because you have yeah. no opinion. No yeah. one cares what calf man wants to say. <laughs> Thoughts, Ron? Um, I, I, you know, wish I could go back and train calves differently from the get go. Um, you know, like I said, I think I was too dogmatic in my approach with certain things, you know, and, and that would be one thing that I would change. And one of those things would be like just, you know, being a little more open-minded to just doing like certain things with certain body parts. Like I know Klaus, you know, Klaus uh, from, mm -hmm. from Denmark. I mean, his, yeah. his legs are amazing. His whole physique's amazing. But he told me that he put an entire inch on his calves one year and he <laughs> trained them like six days a week the yeah. whole year. And he's like, I'm not, he's like, I'm not BSing you. They grew more than I've ever grown. I trained him six days a week. He said he did like three hard sets every day uh, on a standing right. calf raise and then seated and then standing and then seated and then standing and then seated. He just alternated. And um, I've had a lot of people tell me like some wacky stuff they've done and that their calves grew. And I'm like, you know, my calves really finally kind of filled out when I trained them like two or three times a week, really hard, three times a week, like really hard. And I'm wondering if, you know, a few sets every day might have worked for me too. Like, I don't mm. know. They seem to be, a, they seem to be like, they can take a pounding. They seem to be just able to do that. I think Achilles tendonitis is like your limiting factor. If you're going to train them every day, you don't want to get tendonitis. I feel like the truth of the calf is that everyone calls them a stubborn muscle and then they just don't train them at all. Like if you yeah, ever, if you pay plan. attention to the amount of people in your gym who actually train calves, it's very low. I mean, even people that say, "Oh, my calves won't grow," I'm like, "Oh, cool. How hard have you? Like, what have you done to make them grow?" And at best case scenario, it's somebody who's done one thing one way the whole time. I'm like, like you said, Ron. Like, well, if that didn't work over a six, twelve month period, it's not going to work over an eighteen month period. So try something else. <laughs> But I don't think there's anything wrong with with going at a, a uh, approach like that um, because sometimes I feel like some muscles you can ask to grow and some muscles you have to force to grow. I'm yeah. done with that. What's next? That's interesting. 
All right, got another one here. This is from Danny on Patreon, and uh, he put a lot of thought into this. He says, a question for Ron, but I want to hear from Dusty, too. Tournament-style face-off, the following gym equipment brands. So he's got brackets here. Now, the first bracket is Cybex versus Hammer, Atlantis versus Panada. And then from there... Uh, which one? So, so which first? Cybex versus Hammer. <laughs> this is great. Oh God, that's a that's a really brutal one because Cybex <laughs> makes the better leg equipment. Yeah, and Hatch Squad and Hammer. I mean Smith Squad. Yeah, Cybex makes a lot of superior pieces. They make things that Hammer doesn't really do, right? So mm-hmm. then Hammer is like all of my favorite, like. You know, plus Hammer is the most durable equipment brand ever made. It's the most yep. durable, best crafted brand ever. Least amount of maintenance. If I had to fill my gym, if I had to fill like a home gym with stuff and I didn't want to ever have to fix anything ever, I would pick Hammer. Right. <laughs> True. If I own no tools, yeah. <laughs> I would pick Hammer. Oh, that seems pointed. Rude. All right. So um, sounds like Hammer. Uh, and yeah, then- that's a tough one. I, that's a tough one, but I guess if we're we're gym equipment, we need leg press, we need a hack squat. You know, I'm sorry, I, I maybe maybe you have to pick Cybex just because of the line. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Atlantis but like, versus just Panada. Think, like you know, Atlantis. 100%. Atlantis. Not a question. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Not even a comparison. Atlantis. Now, kit, yeah. Atlantis is upper upper shelf. Now Atlantis versus Cybex. Atlantis. Atlantis. Okay. Overall, at the end of the day, so that's a, And again, if I'm filling a garage gym, I might go Cybex because the footprint's better. Oh, okay. So second bracket you know is I mean? Icarian versus yep. Body Masters. Um, I like Body Masters, I mean, but I like Icarian better. I think. Yeah, I yeah, think I'm, I'll just I say I would say Icarian <laughs> except for the leg press. I like the Body Masters leg press better. And Flex like beats Magnum. Flex, yeah, Flex versus Magnum. Flex. I like the Magnum chest press, the incline, uh, the converging mm-hmm. chest press. And then, okay, so Flex versus Icarian would be. Well, uh, Icarian, I mean, Flex doesn't make. Oh, yeah, I guess. Damn. <laughs> Ron, you have to think out like verbally because no one yeah. hears why you, knows why you just said damn. I do. I'm going to say no Flex. Listening. I'm going to say Flex on that one. Just, just, I'm just going to say Flex. That's a tough one, though. Okay. So, so Flex versus Atlantis for the final yeah. champion. Oh, I guess Atlantis wins this. Dang. I, I could have called that. I that's where I would have put my money. Yeah, Atlantis wins Wait. this one. And that's that's tough. That's that's a tough one. Um, you know when you see like a fight a fight bracket and the number one seed that's like the best actually gets put out in the first round? Yeah. Right, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, like remember the yeah, days. I love Cybex. You, you put them out quick, right there. You know, yeah. well, the hammer, right? I'm thinking a hammer, but I understood why. Right. Yeah, I totally understood yeah. why. But like, when, when I'm thinking about a, a home gym, I'm like, well, I need a Cybex Smith machine for sure. Yeah, yeah must yeah, yeah. have it. I want the you old know? school Cybex yes. leg press. Oh, for sure. (laughs) Yep. I mean, you start running like, especially if I can go back in time and pick the old stuff. Yeah. That makes it hard, but you're right. Like my, I basically want my training partner's gym. Yeah. (laughs) I want your training partner's gym. I, I, I disdain him for having that amazing gym at his house. Yeah. 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 We got a good one for Dusty here. This is from Toby. (laughs) He says, um, all right. Hope he could squeeze this one in. We got you, Toby trap. Bar deadlifts versus barbell deadlifts. Risk versus reward. Um, what are you losing from using the trap bar? I have a really bad low back and I can't risk conventional deads. Well, for you, it's not even a question then. Hmm. Um, see, I don't know. I mean, this is one of those tricky things. When deadlifting is done correctly, it's not dangerous. Like, I, I know that sounds funny, but it's like, where people make a mistake is they get out of form. Yeah. You know, so I lean people like if you're doing a movement, I, I'm working with a guy right now who we got to we're actually his injury is gone, but his brain is not the, you know, the mm. fear of injuring again is an issue for deadlifts, rows, things like that. So we are just now starting and the goal is to get comfortable with those movements again 
but in a higher rep range. So the moment you think your form might be going, you just put it down. Versus if you're doing like, say, a three rep dead, the moment you think your form might be going is the moment you're injured. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You need to know before you do that next pull, like, all right, everything feels good. Um, but for someone with an injury, I, my answer is don't even worry about what you're losing. You're losing nothing because you should not deadlift. You know, don't it's Ron and I say this all the time on the show. Any movement that either hurts or can cause an injury, throw it away and never think about it again. There's there's never a good reason to look back at that left. You know? And and I don't know, to be honest with you, I never got into the trap bar because when you've learned on a traditional, it's more comfortable. It's weird to me to sit with my bars, my my hands next to me instead of in front of me. I can't lean into my heels. Mm. I, I don't feel the power out of my legs. I feel like I would squat it up and I'm trying to use my back, even though obviously the legs are involved. So I can't even say that one is that's truly superior. I kind of feel like the deadlift when people are like, oh, you got to use a regular deadlift versus a hat, you know, a hex bar or something. Those are the same people that say, if you don't free bar squat, you can't get big legs. They're wrong. All right. Anything you want to add to that agreed. one, Ron? All right. No, I'm agreed. All right. I'm not a huge deadlift guy anyway, so Dusty's a man for that. I have a final one. It's kind of funny, too. What songs or bands would you guys like to see banned from <laughs> posing routines? I went to watch Provincials in 2013, and it was an endless loop of two Imagine Dragon songs. <laughs> She's so good. Oh, so... So I, I'm going to not answer during my answer, um, and then Ron can fix my mistakes. But every show, there's there's a song that came out within the last three months that every single person is going to use. So, you know, back 15 years ago, Lose Yourself should have been banned. Oh, yeah. Because that was the one. You're like, uh, like sometimes it would be back-to-back. A guy would go on. He'd use it, and then the next guy would go on, and they would use it. And I'm like, oh, man, not good. Yeah, you're just like, here we go. You know what I mean? So, yeah. And the reason is because it was perfect for bodybuilding. You know what I mean? Like the words, you're like, oh, yeah. You know, so that that's my vote. But I can't. What I will say is no one song that should be banned for sure is Dirty Diana, because do not do it after Kai did it. Leave yeah, there's that. that alone. There's that. <laughs> Whatever you do won't be good enough. And then Sean Ray has some of those, some of his like, you know, his ballad songs. I'm like, oh yeah, Sean did that. Don't don't touch that, because when he would pose to those songs, they were too good. On that note, you know, and this doesn't answer the question, but on that note. I also feel like the the Sergio victory pose should not be hit by ninety nine percent of the people who hit it. For sure, yeah. The over, you know, you got to have the arms for it. And when you're just starting out and you want to do classic physique, and you choose that, and you're like, uh, you know, twenty pounds under your cap, and you choose that as your favorite classic pose, understand that I'm going to try to suggest we do something else. Yeah, Yo, please yeah. don't. Not please every don't. pose is for you. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. Most on for you me. You got to have like the best. You got to like the only other person is like Lee Priest. You know what I mean? Who could do oh, that? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, and Sergio sure. pulls it off. The only good. other. Yeah. The only other. He's yeah, allowed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For some reason, I think he's allowed. I can't really remember what it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, you know what another why. one is? <laughs> this one isn't one that shouldn't be used, but I, I know you'll understand this, Ron, and maybe you, Scott. Every time I hear Rage Against the Machine killing in the name, mm. I see Kevin Lavroni's routine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Immediately. Right, right, yeah. I, yeah. So I'm not saying you can't have it, but, but but I do think of him. I mean, literally, like every time it comes in the car, I'm like, oh, there's Kevin up on stage like the, with the, the, the big flat hair. Shaved, he had the shaved head, didn't he, at that, at that was point? That? No, 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 no. That, that was the, the hair was pushed down, like real greased down to his head okay, for that okay. one. Yeah. Was that yeah. the 99 British Grand Prix? Yeah. Yes. Is that that one? Yes. When he, when he walks out and there's a part where he's shaking out the triceps like they're quads. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're just like, big, they're just big like swinging in and out. Oh, yeah. 
It's like a triceps sack of rocks. can billow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man. So is there any that you could think of that we should just ban all together? I've, I've completely derailed this question. I'm sorry. No, the I, best I remember not you know, answering questions, by the way. <laughs> well, we I've, just I've lived through several. Subject. <laughs> I've lived through several generations, several yeah. generations of uh, the song that gets used all the time. You know what I mean? Like there's a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. fuck, ACDC Thunderstruck got used yeah. a lot. Yeah. In the back 90s. in black as well. That, uh, yeah. Back in black. Oh, yeah. got used a lot. You know, Eminem, Dusty nailed that one. There's oh, a, yeah. uh, you know, Linkin Park. There's been a few shows oh, where I went and be like five people in the same show would use Linkin Park, yeah. you know, and you'd be like, oh, the big hit. Yeah, here we go. You know, stuff like that. So there's all sorts of, uh, you know, and yeah, you know, Mariah Carey, Hero. We should retire that one. Uh, you know, good point. Sean nailed good that point. one. It's over with. <laughs> I'm glad you knew which one I was talking about. All right, good. Okay. <laughs> oh no, I knew. That's all we got for this one, then, Ron. If we if we were okay. going to do another episode, we should we should cut it here and uh, and move. I'm forward. I'm fine with that. All right, we can do that. Let's that make the successful. people wait for the uh, rep. Yeah, was that all right? We do all right. I think we did a great job of not answering anyone's questions. They should tell great. us. I have to. Right. I have to let the audience know that. Um, I was working my mute button the entire episode because I got a window cleaner out here. That's the, what it the is. Dog okay. is like losing his mind whenever the window cleaner kind of scoots over to my window here. Yeah, and uh, he he can just hear it. It's not even a seeing thing. He's like, Rrr. so I've been because there's running never the mute button. any human beings outside of that window, and now there no, is. No, you know it's what I'm really saying? weird. It's a problem. So <laughs> <laughs> I backed so him there was certain, on that reaction. Yeah, me too. There were certain too. sections where I purposely didn't say anything for a while because I couldn't unmute my mic. And then when I did get a chance to talk, I was like, blah, 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 blah. so <laughs> get it out and then hit you. <laughs> I got to tell you, okay. I think you did awesome because I didn't even realize it. Me either. That's good. Like, at no point was I like looking at Ron going, are you going to say anything? Jeez. Yeah, that was pretty good. I didn't miss any clips. <laughs> so, he's exhausted now, though, so he's passed out next to my yeah. foot. So, okay. Thanks for watching, everybody. Remember, like, share, subscribe, comment, and ring the bell. Smoke your wicked weed and tell him Dusty sent you. Um, go to Think Big Bodybuilding Media Patreon and hit hit keep keep a producer homed. Thank you guys and uh, keep the shows rolling and uh, it really does help out a lot. And of course, mutant immutant.com. Go to immutant.com. Order some mutant iso surge. Order some uh, all in pre workout. Give it a try. And remember, everybody should get on the gear. Yes, immutant.com, Dusty20, BigRon20. Use the code, save the money, let them know that you're watching this show. Okay, (laughs) thanks, guys. Remember, everybody, it's just bodybuilding.